News, talk, sports, and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5. 16 minutes after 7 o'clock. Tony, Bayou Sports. Well, here we are, Bayou Sports, on a big Thursday. A lot of going on right now. Of course, we've got uh, Major League Baseball playoffs heating up as the Astros needed a win in the biggest of ways, and they get one last night, 8-5 to five over the Texans. Meanwhile, the Saints... They're on tonight. Uh, I think they need to call Clara Barton, uh, home of the Red Cross. Saints have uh, injuries uh, just uh, piling up right now. Of course, uh, the the Jaguars uh, right behind them. Is Trevor Lawrence going to play tonight? Good question. Anyway, uh, we're going to have a couple uh, high school coaches on at the 7.30 hour. We're going to have uh, Yellow Jacket uh, coach Josh Learman. Uh, of course, Yellow Jacket's homecoming this week, uh, taking on the Como Spartans. Elsewhere, uh, as I mentioned about the Saints, UL's homecoming is also this weekend uh, as they take on Georgia State in a big ball game as the Cajuns look forward to uh, uh, treating their uh, alumni and homecoming uh, crowd to a big victory. And, of course, at the uh, 8 o'clock hour, we're going to have on uh, Coach uh, Carol Olivier of uh, the Cadiana Christian Lions talking about uh, his big win uh, last week. Along with uh, today in sports history, uh, with that, we'll talk about that in the uh, final uh, segment of Bayou Sports. But in the meantime, uh, boy, a couple big catches last night by each team, but the Astros needed to get off the snide, and uh, they did last night. Uh, jumped up uh, quick, a 5 nothing lead, and uh, had to hold off the Rangers, who made a couple runs at them uh, later on during the game. Of course, uh, the Astros uh, – uh, uh, just needed to get a win in that series. Of course, and it's, uh, they lose their first two at home at Mid Maid Park. Then they come back uh, last night. And, uh, of course, Max Scherzer had, uh, returned from uh, a major strain to make his first start in a little over five weeks. And he didn't pitch past the fourth inning as the Astros strung together three runs in the second, scoring on a couple wild pitches, a two-run single from the nine, number nine-hole hitter, Martin Maldonado. Uh, Jose Altuve added a run uh, to lead off the third, and, of course, uh, Maldonado was thrown out at second base trying to get in position to score with two outs. Meanwhile, the Astros jumped out to that 5-0 lead midway through the game. Rangers, you know, they uh, – they had seven consecutive victories showing life in that second home run. Meanwhile, uh, they strung together a couple runs to make it 7-2 to, um, two, and uh, came back a little bit later to add on a couple more runs. Uh, but with uh, one on and two outs and the Astros clinging to that three-run lead, a 36-year-old left fielder by the name of Michael Bradley. Yeah, the same Michael Bradley spent uh, 14 months recovering from a torn labrum in his shoulder suffering two setbacks in the process, ran 82 feet in Global Life's uh, field to a spacious left center gap and made an outstretch a stumbling catch near the warning track, robbing uh, Garcia of extra bases, and uh, Maldonado called it a game-changer. Of course, uh, with that, of course, the Rangers stunned the baseball world by taking the first two games from the Astros at Minute Maid uh, uh, Park, but the Astros hardly seemed uh, bothered by it. They they both lost contests combined, three runs pitching, and as I mentioned yesterday's show, the Astros just weren't hitting the baseball, and uh, they opened it up last night to, of course, Christian Javier, uh, who wound up allowing only two runs through the first five innings of Game 3. And they believed at some point their decorated lineup would produce uh, around a hot-hitting Alvarez course. Uh, meanwhile, um, the Astros uh, now uh, kind of back in the race. Still got to play two more games in Arlington, and uh, it's the best out of seven. 
First one to win four games uh, moves on to the World Series. Of course, uh, Alvarez suggested Astros wear their gray uniforms if they get back there <laughs> to Houston. There you go. <laughs> yeah, in the meantime. So, uh, Dusty Baker, you know, the Astros trying to win back-to-back uh, World Series, uh, uh, which hadn't been done. And uh, I want to say the last team to do it was the Blue Jays back in 92 and 93. Has it been that long? The Yankees didn't do it in the late 90s. Yeah, they, uh, yeah, they did. Yeah, they did it in 97. No, 98, 99, and 2000. Yeah, with yeah. that crowd. Yeah, with the big threesome. Uh, they did do it. That's right. Uh, with that. So uh, the Giants won in 2010, 2012, and 2014. So they won it uh, every other year. So uh, in the meantime, uh, more baseball tonight, too, as the Astros and the Rangers tangle up again in uh, game four. Meanwhile, also uh, in Major League Baseball, uh, they're going to have uh, the uh, the National League will get underway again. They'll be in Arizona as the um, – as the Phillies, who uh, lead the series uh, uh, two games to none, uh, head back to, to uh, Arizona to take on uh, the uh, Diamondbacks. As that'll be the early game today. They listed at 4.07. I don't know if that's central time. Or I, and I'm not sure Arizona still goes through it daylight. It is 4.07 our time. Okay. Uh, so uh, Suarez. I, I, so I, I, I know they don't because I always get a kick out of it uh, during – preseason or uh, the the spring training games you know, the cubs start at two o'clock uh, until the daylight savings time okay. changes and then they start at three which is more convenient for me because it's a little later in the afternoon because we uh, change but they don't yeah that's right arizona had and indiana at one time did the same thing too just, uh, just a portion near uh, the chicago area they stay with Chicago. Okay. And uh, I know I don't think Hawaii has daylight savings No, time. I don't think so either. Anyway, so it would be Philadelphia at Arizona uh, tonight. Uh, uh, Suarez will go for the Phillies. He's four and six against, uh, I guess it's Fad. Fad, uh, he is uh, three and nine. So interesting uh, starting pitchers in a championship series. Meanwhile, uh, of course, Houston, again, will be in Arlington to take on the uh, Rangers in a ball game. I think one of the – most interesting things uh, to come up is Scherzer going to pitch again in this postseason. Good question. The way he was uh, chased yesterday, or is that uh, the natural progression? Having pitched in in a game situation in a while, was that just uh, getting rid of some cobwebs? Yeah, uh, they, I, I guess they will have to uh, make that decision. Yeah, they say his slider wasn't working at all, but he his first pitch was ninety five miles an hour. So. Uh, don't know what his other pitches are. Didn't find it follow that close last night, but uh, we'll see as game four tonight uh, as uh, Houston uh, trying to even the series. Uh, they hadn't announced starting pitches yet, or I haven't seen where they've announced starting pitches for both Houston and Texas. Meanwhile, college football, believe it or not, last night, uh, a couple, uh, some games on last night uh, in that regard. Of course, uh, with that, the um, – First game of the evening was Florida International uh, taking on Sam Houston State. Double overtime as uh, Florida International ekes out a win, 33-27. to Of course, Sam Houston State hadn't won a game yet this year, but they were favored in that ball game last night by six points and uh, over in Huntsville. And uh, meanwhile, uh, Florida International comes up with a big win uh, in that regard. Elsewhere, the later game that night, uh, watched a little bit of it uh, as New Mexico State playing UTEP, the Miners. 
And they uh, all tied up at seven at halftime, but New Mexico State just exploded for 14 points in the third period and uh, seven more in the fourth, and they go on to beat uh, UTEP, the Miners, by a score of 28-7 to seven in that ball game. So uh, with that, in the meantime, um, other games uh, 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 tonight, too, you have t- – some more college football games tonight. Rice is at Tulsa. James Madison at Marshall. Those games, uh, the ESPN2 will host Rice at Tulsa. While uh, James Madison, who a lot of people keep an eye on, they're undefeated, but they're ineligible for postseason play due to an NCAA restriction when you move up to an, another uh, division. Uh, you have a two-year uh mandatory uh, wait-and-see period. But uh, interesting game uh, as they take on Marshall. Uh, James Madison, 6-0. and They're a three-and-a-half-point pick uh, at Marshall against Marshall, the Thundering Herd at 4-2. and two. Uh, Interesting game. We'll see. I think the Cajuns play uh, uh, Marshall later on during the course of the year. They're, of course, they're all in the Sun Belt, I believe, now. And uh, I stand corrected on that. They do not play the Cajuns uh, this year. In the meantime, uh, the Saints tonight, folks, they're going at it tonight, and as I mentioned in, uh, as a teaser, Clara Barton, the, the, uh, the originator of the Red Cross, needs to uh, take a hard look at the, at the Saints right now as a Saints injury list. They're going to be out there starting two tackles tonight as they will not play. They're definitely uh, out along with uh, Jawan Johnson, who hadn't played much this year, the tight end for the Saints, J.T. Gray, also the uh, – Starting safety, uh, uh, our special teams player for the Saints, along with uh, Landon Young, another tackle who is out. Uh, and uh, Demario Davis is questionable. Lonnie Johnson Jr. Uh, with a hamstring is also questionable. And uh, Cameron Jordan uh, had a full practice yesterday, so uh, hopefully he'll be able to play. Tyrone Matthew, a foot, is questionable, along with Chris Alave, who was a full participant yesterday in practice with a toe. Uh, Andres Pete with a groin uh had a full practice yesterday along with Jamal Williams, who had been out for a few games on IR. He's got a hamstring. He's questionable uh, with that. And also Derek Carr, right shoulder chest, uh, had a full practice yesterday, but uh, he was limited uh, Monday, but had two full practices uh, along uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. So the Saints right now, uh, with the two starting tackles out, a backup tackle is out. Uh, we'll see how they'll uh, hold up tonight against the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, who, by the way, have an injury list of their own as uh, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, he's telling the press that the media that he's going to play, but he didn't practice Monday uh, with that. He was also limited at practice uh, both Tuesday and Wednesday. He's listed as questionable. Uh, cornerback uh, Tyson uh, Campbell is out for Tampa Bay. I mean, excuse me, Jacksonville, along with uh, Jay Jones. Uh, that also uh, offensive tackle for them, uh, Walker Little, also a knee is out. He did not practice along with uh, a guard, Brandon Scherf, uh, is questionable. Uh, did not practice Monday and Tuesday, but uh, limited practice Wednesday. And Devon Hamilton, a uh, another defensive tackle, who had full practices, but they've de- designated him as out in the uh, game tonight. So the Saints go in tonight's uh, game basically pretty beat up. As I mentioned, Clara Barton, who started the Red Cross back in the 1880s, needs to be around at this football game. Of course, the Saints, with that, I think are one-and-a-half-point pick tonight. Uh, and that game, of course, uh, going to be on uh, Amazon Prime uh, if you have access to um, 
to uh, watch that game, you need to have a uh, an account. Uh, or drive to New Orleans where it'll be on broadcast <laughs> TV. It, yeah, how did they get away with that? Uh, the, the local markets okay. are allowed to do that, but we are technically outside of the New Orleans market. So, uh, yeah, you, you could drive to New Orleans or maybe even Morgan City. Maybe ah, uh, that might, yeah, you if know. you, uh, and that's going to be on uh, Prime. So, I uh, don't know. Uh, course if you have if you have a commercial account with with cox. Uh, with cox you can watch it on channel 1968 that's right there is a channel 1968 where you're not blocked out and all for people who have cox business accounts so uh with that as i mentioned uh saints a one and a half point pick in that game uh the question is whether trevor lawrence will play and if he plays so what kind of a uh, capacity is he playing at Saints over and under 40 tonight. Uh, of course, the line did move a little bit. Uh, not a lot. Uh, the line opened up basically uh, with the Saints being a one-point favorite. Then it went to a picket and back to a one-point. Then uh, back up to Jacksonville being as high as a two-and-a-half to three-point pick. And then when uh, Trevor Lawrence they announced that he might not be playing, it went back down So uh, with that. So, going to be an interesting game for the Saints tonight, trying to shake off that uh, bad loss last week uh, uh, with that. And uh, let's hope that, that uh, they can come through with a big uh, big win tonight. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see how the cards fall in play. So, uh, with that, uh, of course, uh, a lot more interesting games this weekend. Of course, uh, Atlanta and Tampa Bay tangle up. Uh, Atlanta's 3-3, three and three, Tampa Bay 3-2, and two, Tampa Bay uh, two-and-a-half-point pick on the home turf. Over and under is 37. And uh, as I mentioned, it seems like teams just aren't scoring much this year. And we'll see how uh, that all comes into play uh, over the weekend. Of course, some other interesting uh, matchups. Of course, a lot of division play. Washington at the Giants. Uh, also, uh, uh, games, Arizona at Seattle. Uh, elsewhere, the Chargers at Kansas City. Uh, and, of course, the Sunday night game, Miami at Philadelphia, could be a real interesting game to watch uh, in that series. Miami, they both come in 5-1 and one as uh, Philadelphia uh, was beaten last week to stop their uh, undefeated season. Meanwhile, San Francisco, the Monday night game, will be at Minnesota. Their six-and-a-half-point pick over the Vikings, who had a big win over uh, the weekend, too. So uh, with that, just about ready to take our first break here on Bayou Sports here on FM 107.5 and AM 1240. Uh, we hope to be back with Coach Josh Lerman here at the 730 uh, segment. Uh, you're listening to Canes Radio's Bayou Sports. We'll be back right after this. Athletic field provides challenges that test their competitor. It is in that challenge that you realize you can accomplish things you have never thought you could accomplish. I am Jacob Landry, and I'm running for state representative in District 49. I've created hundreds of jobs, good-paying jobs, that families can build prosperous lives based on those jobs. This is my challenge, and I need your help. Your vote and your support will ignite a bright new future for all of us. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. 
With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to answertopain.com. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Cane 1075. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Thursday, October the 19th. And on the line with us is head football coach of the New Iberia High School Yellow Jackets, uh, Coach Josh Lerman. Good morning, Coach. And as always, welcome to the show. Uh, good morning. Thanks for having me. Uh, you're quite welcome, Coach. Of course, uh, you had to journey to uh, Lake Charles, uh, South Lake Charles, uh, last week uh, to take on the Bar Buccaneers. Can you give our fans a little update about that game and, of course, homecoming? Uh, tomorrow night as the Yellow Jackets take on the Como Spartans in a big matchup. Both teams uh, looking for their first win. But if you could uh, elaborate a little bit on the game last week for our listeners, we'd appreciate it. Yeah, it was a good football game. Our, you know, our kids competed really hard. You know, it, it uh, didn't turn out the way we wanted to, but our, you know, our kids played played well. You know, we had some adversity throughout the game, but, you know, they, they played hard, and that's, you know, that's all we asked them to do. Coach, uh, any uh, specific uh, moments uh, that stepped up uh, for you? I know um, you, you you were well into the game uh, in the first half. Yeah, you know, uh, the defense played, you know, probably one of their better games, you know, through the first half, caused a few turnovers. And then, you know, offensively, you know, the 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 the, uh, the two that, are, you know, that have been carrying us all year, Allen Hamilton and, and uh, Shanga Charles, were, were, uh, were really good. You know, we just, uh, you know, a few drives stalled out inside the, you know, one inside the 20 and oh, I think one inside the 10. And, uh, you know, just, just uh, got to convert on those in those situations. There you go. Coach, uh, you know, uh, something that was new to us, and I talked uh, Heath Hewland about it this morning, fall break, uh, something new to Iberia Parish. How did that affect the preparation, that with homecoming as well? Uh, it, I mean, it didn't. We just, instead of practicing in the afternoon, we practiced in the morning. You know, it, the uh, – the challenge is, uh, you know, making sure all the kids are here, you know, and we had a great turnout both Monday and Tuesday practicing early in the morning. It's just your routine's thrown off a little bit, but, you know, our kids have have, have uh, handled it really well. There you go. Parade yesterday, uh, caught it uh, on Main Street, and uh, happy to have that on Wednesday instead of Thursday, maybe a little break in the distraction. Uh, yeah, I think so, because I think uh, when it's on Wednesday, you know, it gives you Thursday to – to again get locked into you know what the you know again homecoming for the people that are coming home you know it's, you know it's not necessarily for all the all the kids now you know they get to do it after their senior year but you know <clears throat> I think uh, when it's on Wednesday like today we'll be able to get back you know get focused in for what we're trying to do on Friday. There you go, Como. What do you know about the Spartans? Uh, obviously, they've uh, had their struggles as well this season. Uh, what do you know about the Spartans? 
Uh, they they have some uh, they have some really big uh, good athletes, you know, some 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 uh, some uh, big play potential on their team, you know, and, and their schedule has been, uh, you know, about as hard as ours. Their two non-district games were Notre Dame and STM, so you know they they haven't had an easy road either. So you know it's going to be a good uh, good contest for us on Friday. Anything uh, fans need to know uh, about the game, uh, especially since it's homecoming? Any Thing uh, different in the schedule of events? Uh, no, uh, no. And the, the ticket prices will be the same: ten dollars for adults at the gate, and five dollars for students if they have an ID. Now, Coach, I was curious. I know I was speaking to someone that played on, believe it or not, the nineteen seventy three uh, uh, Newberry High baseball team that won their first championship in uh, in hardball in high school. Uh, I'd heard that maybe they were going to have a reunion. Is had that been? Uh, Bought up or talked about maybe at school uh, with a reunion with the 1973 Norbert High baseball team. Do you know of anything about that? Uh, no, I, but a lot of that stuff goes through Mr. Peach, our uh, athletic director. So I haven't heard anything, but uh, it's possible. It's just it hadn't got to me. I, I will say this: Joe Olivier celebrating a birthday today was a part of that class of '73, and he says big things are happening this weekend. So I'll, I'll believe that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> 50th uh, anniversary for those folks. But, Coach, uh, uh, again, um, get past the distractions, and we'll look forward to uh, Friday night's homecoming game. Yeah, I appreciate it. Take care, Coach. All right, thank you. Yeah, good luck to you, Coach. Yeah, indeed. Happy birthday, Joe Olivier. Called his uh, birthday in this morning. Yeah, uh, with that, uh, knew a bunch of them on that team, too, uh, played against and uh, also played with over the years, whether it be in hardball or in uh, softball. And uh, that team, I can recall that team, uh, uh, of course, uh, Bill Decimo, uh, Matt Decimo's father was one of the players on that team, along with uh, many other players uh, 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 situated on that team, uh, uh, that uh, won a state championship and then came back two years later and I think won two more and then won a couple more in the early 80s. So uh, baseball at Narbury High was king in the state at that time and uh, some mighty fine players and others have done very well for themselves uh, business-wise uh, through that. And to date myself, you know, I, I just I still have a hard time just saying Como High School uh, because when we were growing up uh, uh, through the – when Como opened up as a, a school in Broussard or in the Youngsville area, Broussard, uh, they were known as Ove Como since – They're not still technically known by that? They I might, know people don't say it. But. Yeah, but uh, – and I'm pretty sure I could be uh, corrected in this, but I think it was Mr. Ove Como that donated the land Probably. to uh, uh, the Lafayette Parish and uh, schools uh, to build that school back in, uh, I want to say, the mid-60s. They built that school. So many schools were land grants, um, you know, just said, you know, tax write-offs. So much of Nickel State uh, was a tax write-off for somebody. Well, the land-grant school here in the state of Louisiana is LSU, yeah. Agriculture and Mechanical School, and that's how it began back in 1860, when of all people, uh, uh, Tecumseh uh, uh, Sherman was the uh, first president of the university. Uh, of course, he had to move on two years later as he joined the Union Army, and LSU was basically a ROTC school up until like A&M, up until the sometime in the 50s when they uh, didn't designate that you had to participate in uh, ROTC. 
And uh, I know that uh, changed a lot of things up at LSU because they were known as the old war school. You had to be in ROTC uh, if you wanted to be an undergrad at LSU, especially a man. Uh, so with that, uh, of course, women, uh, uh, had wasn't a big effect, but uh, it's it just how LSU became the old war school. Anyway, meanwhile, back to high school sports is good luck to Coach uh, Learman and both teams uh, looking for their first win tonight of the season. Of course, the Yellow Jackets take on Sulphur and then end the year with a longtime rival, Lafayette High. Uh, that will be in Lafayette. Meanwhile, uh, tonight on Kane Radio, uh, approximately 6.30 uh, airtime, 7 o'clock kickoff, uh, Franklin comes to uh, Panther Stadium to take on the Panthers. Franklin comes in at 3-4. and four. Catholic High with a 5-2 and two, uh, record right now. Uh, with that, should be an interesting ball game. Franklin always has some size and some speed. Uh, we'll see how they do. Of course, last week they were upended by Lorville, I think 31-28 over in Lorville. Meanwhile, some other games to keep an eye on. Of course, Como at Norbury High tonight, homecoming uh, for the Yellow Jackets. Hopefully they can get their fans a, a big win tonight. Elsewhere, the big game in the area uh, for uh, Iberia Parish is Lafayette Christian journeys to uh, the Knights, journey to uh, Westgate to take on the Tigers. That'd probably be the number one game people will be uh, uh, keep an eye on tonight in, in that regard. Also, uh, Erath will be at Abbeville for a Vermillion uh, Parish class. Elsewhere, St. Martinville travels to Kaplan to take on the Pirates uh, in that. Of course, uh, Lorville journeys to uh, Youngsville to take on Ascension Episcopal and what would possibly be uh, a front runner for a District 8-2A's uh, district championship. Elsewhere, West St. Mary journeys to Delcom to take on the Panthers in a big 8-2A ball game. Other games in the area of interest, uh, Highland Baptist, uh, the Bears travel to Generette to take on uh, Generette Tigers, who's having an outstanding year for uh, them. I think they're 5-2 and two on the year. Elsewhere, games in the area, Centerville travels, the Bulldogs travel to take on the number one ranked Vermilion Catholic Screaming Eagles over in Abbeville. And then, of course, the uh, Acadiana Christian Lions. Uh, uh, they're lined up, I think, Jeffy, I think you said they play tonight. Uh, against Southwest Louisiana Homeschool, a but, team they're very familiar with. And that game will be in Generate, I believe. But that, we'll get all the latest with Coach Olivier. Yeah, he'll be on uh, in, in just a bit uh, with that. So uh, with that, a lot of great high school football game on tonight. Uh, uh, some other area games of interest, too. Uh, Opelousas is at Cecilia. Elsewhere, um, uh, other games in the area. Hamilton Christians at Gaydon. Uh, St. Edmunds uh, at Catholic High Point Capay. Sacred Heart is at Westminster Christian. Acadiana will be at Southside. That's a big ball game. Both teams are faring pretty well right now. Of course, Acadiana was blanked last week by John Curtis, 28-0. Karen Crow at Sam Houston, another big game in that uh, 5A district along with Lafayette at Barb. So a lot of interesting games in the area if you want to see good high school football uh, in that. And, of course, tonight. Uh, Franklin, the Hornets will be at Catholic High to take on the Panthers in a big uh, 8-2-A uh, ball game with that. Elsewhere, uh, as we talked a little bit off the air too, Jeff, uh, the Louisiana High School Athletic Association is starting to line up uh, uh, how the districts or the classes are going to be uh, scheduled this year. And not a whole lot of movement that I could see. And, it's, of course, it's based on enrollment uh, to, with the schools uh, this year. So uh, we'll see how – it's going to be interesting to see how they break down the districts. And, and, you know, one of the reasons we don't know districts yet, uh, they do have classifications set and uh, schools have an opportunity, one, to um, 
challenge their yeah, appeal it yeah their their the numbers, but also um, if they want to play up, That's they right. have to formally say hey. I, I, and Lafayette Christian, uh, you, you mentioned earlier, one of those teams. They're really a two-way school that uh, chose to play in 4A uh, the last couple of years. And so you got to formally say, yeah, I want to play up. And uh, most of those schools are technically in the New Orleans area, too, that uh, want to play up, as in John Curtis, along with St. Augustine. Holy Cross is another one that comes to mind. Not sure about De La Salle. Uh, they've been basically a uh, 3A team uh, over the last few years. But uh, you're right. You've got to designate. I'm sure Evangel Christian is another one that plays up a little bit. Calvary had over some over the years, but it looked like they're down in A right now. They probably could be an A school, too, if my memory serves me correctly. So we'll see how that all breaks out, uh, of course, with the growth in certain areas uh, of uh, – uh, along the state, you're seeing uh, teams and the enrollments increase. So, uh, and Calvary Baptist, 357 students. Uh, they they would be a two-way school. Yeah, that's on the cusp. I think 400's uh, generally the breaking point. I could be corrected on that. But it uh, seems like that comes into play along with 1,000 or 1,100 for 5A. Catholic High in New Iberia, 286, but also 2A, almost um, what is that, about a 70-student uh, difference? Yeah, each class. And, of course, with that also, uh, and I'm trying to remember what's a cutoff for 1A. It seems like it might be under 200. Well, y- y- there's no specific number. It's, you know, you take the f- top, you know, you, you take uh, the number of schools playing football divided by five. Boom, yeah. boom, boom, boom. Yeah, and they try to break it up that way. But historically, that was uh, some of the uh, points with enrollment. So uh, with that, uh Anyway, uh, we'll see. It's, uh, of course, we have a little over 400 schools at uh, high schools here in the state of Louisiana, and that includes B and C schools that do not play football. Uh, so we'll see how that breaks out. Not sure how many uh, teams play uh, uh, football here in the state of Louisiana. Anyway, 11-man football, and we'll see how that breaks out also uh, w- with that. So, uh, of course, with the uh, uh, schools – uh, districts being lined up, we'll see uh, how that's going to fare. That hadn't been done yet or announced, and I'm not sure how that's uh, cut up uh, with that through the school system. So, uh, anyway, we'll see how that takes place. Just, just to give you an idea, though, Westgate is uh, at, let's see here, I lost them. Yeah, they're right there at the bottom. 936 students uh, in 4A, no change, but they are just the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7th biggest school in 4A, 4A, which is one of the reasons why they compete in the postseason in Division One with the 5A schools. Yes, and they won a state championship in that regard, too, uh, non-select. So uh, with that, anyway, uh, just to quickly, who's the biggest high school in the state of Louisiana enrollment-wise? Curious. And one time it was Bird High School, and then Lafayette High, I heard, was one of the bigger schools in the state of Louisiana. So uh, looks like, um, boy, it's terrible. It, it's such small print. Yeah, I'm I Enlarge it again here. Dutchtown. Oh, really? D- Dutchtown, Denham Springs, Santa Mar, Bonnebelle, and St. Joseph Academy. That's uh, a girls' school. Out the top yeah. five. That's a girls' school. They probably double that in Roma. It's a girls' school in uh, Baton Rouge. Okay. And uh, with that, so. Uh, uh, interesting. How many students is at the top there? About twenty two hundred, something like that. Twenty six thirteen for Dutchtown. Wow. Barb, uh, the closest. Well, I say the closest, but uh, with nineteen seventy eight, it looks like that's about the number ten school. 
Okay. Uh, but I would never get you Dutch. Sulfur not far behind. Wow. Southside, one of the larger 5A schools, now at 1,828 students. And you wonder, that's how fast that area has yeah. grown. Because that school is, what, six, seven years old at the at the most. And, and you know, I, on Saturday when I talked to Coach Learman about Como and their struggles and wondering if they're not feeling a similar effect that Nish did when Westgate came about. Right. And you, you lost a lot of students, a lot, a lot of student-athletes, uh, of course, as well. And uh, you just wonder if Como's feeling that effect. Yeah, and also uh, think about it in our area, Franklin, losing kids to West St. Mary when that school opened up approximately 20 years ago. So uh, it does have an effect uh, in that. So uh, interesting uh, with the LHSAA uh, announcing uh, with the breakdown of the enrollment numbers. Anyway, time to take our next break. You listen here on Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be right back right after this. Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Kane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. Athletic field provides challenges that test their competitor. It is in that challenge that you realize you can accomplish things you have never thought you could accomplish. I am Jacob Landry and I'm running for state representative in District 49. I've created hundreds of jobs, good paying jobs that families can build prosperous lives based on those jobs. This is my challenge and I need your help. Your vote and your support will ignite a bright new future for all of us. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. Hi, this is Boxcar Bajlow, inviting you to join me and PGA Golf Professional Teddy Swyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m., we'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes. And we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by GolfBalls.com and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kane Row, and Sugar Oak. So let's make a tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Dream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240 for our third segment. Of course, uh, some big college games this weekend as the uh, LSU Tigers uh, take on the cadets of Army. Uh, the Knights, the Black Knights of West Point come to uh, Baton Rouge. First time ever that these two teams have hooked up. It's hard to believe uh, with Army playing football since probably the 1880s, maybe early 1890s like LSU 
who started playing football in 1893. And these two teams, hard to believe they've never met on the gridiron. Of course, the Tigers are a big, heavy favorites of 30 points in that game as the uh, Black Knights have uh, struggled this year. They still put the ball up a little bit, uh, but they still, their ground game uh, is understood, you know, with uh, Army over the years. So uh, it'll be an interesting contest. Uh, to watch that contest, though, you have to have uh, uh, some kind of affiliation with the SEC network as the Tigers uh, play Army on that uh, network uh, at uh, this Saturday. Kudos to LSU. They have painted their uh, end zones in camouflage. Really? To honor Army. To honor Army. And there's also an effort to... You know, LSU fans can be rough sometimes uh, on opposing. Rough is being kind. Yeah, you're right. Uh, but LSU has asked the students, especially the students, to be respectful of Army uh, students because of the commitment that they have made That's to right. this country. Uh, basically, not only four years, but also a five-year yes. commitment after graduation. So with that, so we'll see how the Tigers fare. Uh I just I, I'm trying to think what I saw with the over and under. It's got to be probably somewhere in the thirty-ish, f- wasn't it yesterday? Well, um, the, well, that was the spread. That 30s. was the spread. You're right. And you're I'm right. trying to think the over and under might be somewhere in the vicinity of maybe forty-five, fifty, maybe. Uh, but LSU's offense uh, prolific, and uh, their speed will be the difference in that game. Speaking of LSU's offense and it's being prolific, AP. Uh, does like some half season awards and they gave him the half season Heisman. Really? Wow. Yeah. Uh, he, he's played really well. And uh, once he drops back to pass, Katie bore the door. Anything could happen with him. Meanwhile, another big game, just 25 miles, 20 miles from us. The Raging Cajuns celebrate homecoming. It's against the Georgia State Panthers in a key Sunbelt tilt course. Kickoff is slated for 7 o'clock. The game will be televised on ESPNU uh, with the Cajuns coming in 4-2 and two on the year, 1-1 one one in the S uh, Sunbelt and return to the field. First time since they had that big win over Texas State. You know, redshirt freshman Zeon Chris tossed a season high three scoring tosses and the Cajuns scored the eventual game winner on an eight-yard run with 221 remaining. Of course, Dalen Cambre uh, blocked a punt in the fourth quarter to set up their game winner while uh, the Cajuns uh, just had a great defensive game as uh, they stood up and counted uh, late in the game. Uh, of course, uh, GSU, Georgia State comes in 5-1, and one, opened the season with four consecutive victories before being uh, bounced by Troy on September 30. Of course, the Panthers off to their best start in program history. Uh, they bounced back with a convincing 41-24 win over Marshall last week in Atlanta with 159 yards on the ground by a guy by the name of Marcus Carroll. Of course, uh, with this game, uh, UL leads the all-time series. They're five and zero in Lafayette. They're three and zero. Of course, in Atlanta, they're two and zero, and they have a five-game winning streak. And uh, last time they met, which was uh, in 2021 in November, uh, UL beat them 21 to 17 in Lafayette. So uh, anyway, it's homecoming for the Cajuns, and uh, on Saturday, as it welcomes Georgia State to the field for that seven o'clock kickoff. And with that, uh, Louisiana's defense has been a force on opposing quarterbacks. Cajuns have recorded 19 sacks throughout the course of the year, and they're averaging 3.1 sacks uh, uh, per game, which is tied for 11th nationally. And the offense has been equally as impressive as it scored 213 points this season, third most uh, all-time in the program history through the first six games of the year. Of course, the Cajuns, Mind you, are averaging 35.5 points per game, which ranks second in the Sun Belt and 23rd nationally. With that, uh, the Cajuns' rushing attack, 
basically uh, is seventh in the country and tops in the Sun Belt. They average 224 yards a game. Uh, Jacob uh, Cabote and Zeon Chris, who's come in uh, for injured quarterback uh, Ben Woolridge, uh, has done a great job uh, throwing and running the football. And uh, after uh, with that, after the UBA game, uh, which uh, Woolridge went down, uh, Chris has really stepped up. And he's rushed for 314 yards, five touchdowns. He also uh, is thrown for 800 yards and seven touchdowns, uh, completing right about 70% of his passes. He ranks 17th nationally, first in the Sun Belt in completion percentage, second in the conference, 24 nationally in passing efficiency, and uh, third in the SBC in points responsible for. Of course, uh, their field goal kicker, Alamendrez, uh, has continued its stellar play, and that could be uh, an interesting game. He's six for six in field goal attempts, extending his consecutive field goals made to 18, uh, tying a school record previously held by Brent Baer uh, in the 2011-2000 year. Of course, uh, Saturday's game is the uh, sixth official meeting between the two teams. Uh, And, uh, of course, the the original uh, game uh, took place in 2013. Cajuns uh, win 35-21 in Atlanta. And uh, the Cajuns still holding a 5-0 advantage. And as I mentioned, uh, they won uh, the game two years ago, 21-17. All five games have been contested uh, with the largest margin of victory for UL being 14 points. It was 36-22 to back in 2018. The average margin of victory has been five points a, a game. So uh, Cajun's in a, a good situation as they're trying to take down Georgia State in uh, ball games. Uh, uh, in the Sun Belt, try to keep that Sun Belt record, uh, keeping it going. And, all, of course, uh, with that, uh, some other interesting games in, uh, in uh, collegiate football this weekend as uh, the top 25 uh, get underway uh, with that, uh, with the top 25 games in that, um, of course, Tulane over in New Orleans celebrates homecoming. They're a twenty and a half point pick over North Texas. Going to make a trip out there? Absolutely, I'll be there with a, a group of us. Anyway, also Air Force will be at Navy. Uh, Navy a ten and a half point pick uh, over Air Force uh, at Navy Annapolis. Elsewhere, number six Oklahoma takes on Central Florida. The big game of the weekend that people will be keeping an eye on. There two in mind for me. Penn State at Ohio State. Ohio State's a five-point pick in that game. That's a, a 11 o'clock kickoff uh, here on Fox as the Nittany Lions look maybe to get back in the picture. They're seventh in the country. Ohio State is third. Elsewhere, Missouri uh, comes. Uh, South Carolina comes to Missouri to take on the Tigers. Gamecocks uh, uh, last week uh, uh, getting beat. Uh, Missouri is a touchdown pick in that game. Minnesota at Iowa. Iowa can't score, but they find ways to beat you. They're six and one. I think they won last week, fifteen to uh, six uh, against uh, uh, Wisconsin. Elsewhere, uh, Washington State, who was undefeated until last week, went down. Uh, they're going to take on Oregon, the Ducks, uh, in an interesting battle. The other big game uh, here in the South is uh, Tennessee, number 17, Tennessee at Alabama. Alabama, uh, an eight-point pick in that game. That game's going to be seen on CBS, uh, the uh, SEC affiliate, it seems like. Number eight, Texas journeys to Houston to take on the Cougars. Uh, Texas, a uh, three-touchdown pick in that game. Elsewhere, Virginia uh, takes on North Carolina and Mack Brown. 
that game uh, will be kickoff will be at 5:30. It'll be on uh, CW Network. I'm sure that's a at uh, Chapel Hill. That game's going to be played. Also, Ole Miss is at Auburn. Of course, Auburn uh, got stung by the LSU last week, 48 to 18. They take on Ole Miss, who's five and one. That game's going to be seen on ESPN. Uh, kickoff right at about six o'clock. Elsewhere in the top 20, another big game. Number 16, Duke travels to Tallahassee to take on the Seminoles, uh, the number four ranked team in the country. Florida State, a two-point pick in that game. That game can be seen on ABC. Uh, Michigan, number two Michigan, takes on in-state rival Michigan State, who's down right now. Of course, Michigan 7-0, and Michigan State 2-4. and uh, Michigan, 24-point pick in that game. Of course, we talked about LSU taking on Army, 19th-ranked Tigers, uh, 31 and a half point pick. The over and under, you ready? 58 in that <laughs> game. Elsewhere, number 14, Utah is at uh, USC, who were humbled uh, last week uh, uh, in a game by Notre Dame. They go down there. They're 6 and 1. Utah, who beat USC twice last year, not only in the regular season, but also in the big Pac 12 championship game. Utah comes in 5-1. and one. USC still a seven-point pick that game in Los Angeles and can be seen on the Fox Network at uh, 7 o'clock uh, Saturday night. Finally, uh, number 20, uh, two more games. Number 25, UCLA at 4-2. and two, Takes on Stanford, who upset the Colorado Buffs last week in overtime, uh, beating uh, Coach Prime's team. Stanford at 2-4 and four in the year. UCLA a 17-point pick in that game. And out west, number 5, Washington, the Huskies. Take on Arizona State, who are 1-5. The Huskies, of course, number five team in the country at 6-0. and uh, With that, uh, they're a 26.5-point pick over Arizona State in a ball game that's going to kick off late at 9.30. That's going to be in Fox Sports 1. So a lot of college football this weekend here taking place uh, with that. And with that, uh, getting ready to take our next break, uh, we'll have Coach uh, – uh, Carol Olivier on a, l- a little after 8, about 8.05. We'll have a couple more things to talk about. In the meantime, you're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 12.40. We'll be back with uh, Coach Carol Olivier. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to answer to pain.com 
Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big uh, Thursday, uh, October the 19th. And on the line with us, uh, head football coach of the Acadiana Christian Lions, Carol Olivier. Good morning, coach. And as always, welcome to the show. Good morning, good morning. How you guys doing this morning? Thank you for having me. Well, we're enjoying the weather right now. I can I certainly <laughs> state that. And I know, Coach, uh, right now uh, everything's going pretty well for the Lions. And I know you had, a, I think, a game last week, and you've got another game, uh, I believe it's tonight. Is that correct? Uh, as you take on, is this a playoff game tonight? Is regular season over? Yeah, regular season over. Uh, we ended the regular season 8-1. Uh, um, and tonight, tonight we're going to take take coast to uh, the Southwest Knights um, in the semifinal game that would decide who, who makes it to the state championship. Coach, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about the game and also your opponent tonight? Um, you, know, you mean the last game or this game? Well, right why don't you recap last week's yeah, game ahead. against First Baptist, uh, homecoming as well. Yeah, First Baptist, um, it, was a, it was a great game, great atmosphere. We uh, had really good tailgating. We had a bonfire. Um, we had a king and, king and queen um, was crowned, so that was an amazing atmosphere. We was able to come away with the with, with the W, and that's always good. But um, I saw Ty's yeah. numbers were pretty uh, spectacular. Yeah, yeah, he had a pretty good game. Um uh, last week, uh, Noah, Noah Lanclos, he chimed uh, last week, too. He had a, a pick six, a scoop and score six, and he also caught two touchdowns. Um, and then each and every last one of our other receivers was able to touch the end zone, too. Uh, Lane A. Bear, Brandon Judy. It's always good when you're able to spread the ball around like that. But that's, that's kudos to our line and our offensive coordinator for just um, putting our kids in the right position to be able to be successful. We also had um, Neil Osborne um, make two, make three PATs. Um, that was the first that we've done uh, uh, extra points. He kicked uh, five of them. He went three for five, which was amazing um, yeah. to see that happen. So we added another phase to the game. Yeah, and, and we talked about that last week, uh, kind of late in the season to implement that, but you felt maybe it would be needed uh, in the postseason. Yes, sir, definitely. Um, Swalla and uh, JPG later they have some uh, – they have a stingy defense. And uh, we just want to be able to get down there and get one, get three if we can. You know, we want to be able to get some points if we get in the red zone. And we started working with Neil uh, about uh, two weeks back just to see if he can kick. He kicked so well, just seeing if he could kick. And uh, having the experience of Ty, who, who was a holder at Highland for two years, um, just kind of helps us out in that area too. Gave us some confidence, so we was able to execute that. And then we had um, Miss uh, Ali Mahoney was crowned queen, and um, um, Ty was crowned king um, at our homecoming festivities. So that was also amazing to be able to celebrate those two too. Absolutely, Coach. 
taking on Southwest. Uh, you've played them twice this year. Those were your two closest games, uh, at least uh, as far as the scores were concerned. Uh, what what do you expect from them tonight? And um, you know they they often say tough to win three uh, in a season. Yeah, it, I mean it's it's tough to win two, let alone three. And then what was on the line tonight? You know, uh, with the opportunity to go to the, the state championship, and that's something that they they do right. Um, Swalla is a is a top tier team in our league every year. Um, they they have championship pedigree. They they've been to the championship numerous times. So. I think for us it's uncharted waters, right? Um, I think this might be the first time um, since I've been here that we went into a playoff game um, favored a little bit. Um, so I mean, it's it's, it's, it's kind of different. Normally we have the we're able to put that chip on our shoulder and play with the with the underdog mentality, but we won't sneak up on anybody tonight. Um, and and Swallows, they're, they're always prepared. Um, they play to the last whistle. Of great staff, um, great group of kids. So I know they're going to fight. I expect it to be um, electric. Um, I expect it to be everything that we 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 pray for and dream about as as kids um, and as coaches to be in those type of in, um, environments, football environments where where it was exciting and, and it's gridiron and it's by the, by the inch. There you go, coach. Playing at Generet uh, tonight. Uh, tell us what the fans may need to know about tonight's game. Um, kickoff is going to be at seven. Um, we don't have any, uh, you know, senior nights or any type of things like that. So it'll be regular schedule. Uh, we don't have to worry about it. But um, they want to get there a little early. Uh, we normally um, come out the tunnel about ten minutes to seven. They want to just get there early, get their seats. Man, I'm, I'm praying that it's a a full house tonight. Um, you know, on both sides, um, praying that the weather stay clear and, you know, that we're injury-free. Um, and as always, when we play against Swallow, it's great sportsmanship. But I know tonight can be a bit chippy, so I'm hoping that cooler heads prevail on both sides. There you go. Well, who's in the other semi, I would imagine, JPG, uh, one of those uh, other semifinalists? Yeah, JPG, NAB the one seed. They're going to be playing against MOC. Um, at their place. I don't know if it's scheduled for tonight, but I know it has to be played by Saturday. So um, they're, they're going to be playing tonight. Um, so, you know, you never know any given any given Thursday, any given Saturday, something can happen. Um, but I know they're probably highly favored in that matchup tonight. Real good. Well, Coach, uh, one way or the other, we'll look forward to chatting with you next Thursday. Uh, hopefully it's in advance of a championship game, but uh, good luck tonight, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you next week. Yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, good luck, Coach. All right, thank you. Appreciate uh, Coach Carol Olivier joining us on these Thursday mornings. Yeah, eight-man football, and I know we've done a game this year, Jeff. Uh, just an interesting game to watch uh, and how it uh, the, the spread offenses, so to speak. Uh, you think uh, it's a lot of passing, a lot of open room, too. Got to have a lot of short tacklers on those teams uh, with eight-man football. I tell you what, uh, though, uh, hi, uh, Kadiana Christian here is they have spread it out, uh, but their defense has been just as impressive uh, I'm looking at one, two, three, four, five, six shutouts in nine games. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 
That's impressive. It really is. Eight-man football. I mean, all it takes is one person to miss a tackle, and uh, the opposing team is going to go 60 yards or 40 yards or whatever the case may be. But the shutout, have that many shutouts. Uh, they, speaks they have, highly of them. Southwest, uh, the team they played tonight is the last team that scored on them in a 20-8 to loss. Oh, wow. But, uh, again, uh, they will hopefully advance and hopefully get a chance again at JPG. That was their only loss at the start of the season. Uh, amazing in that regard. So I uh, want to wish Coach Olivier the best of luck. And hopefully they're uh, curious to see if they win tonight and uh, the other team, uh, the favorite, wins. Where would they play that championship game? Uh, well, he suggested JPG's the top seed. Okay. So, so they, if JPG advances, probably there. And they're located? Uh, and no idea. Okay. <laughs> All right. That takes care of that question. In the meantime, today in sports history here on October the 19th, uh, way back in uh, 1923, uh, the AL president uh, – uh, of the American League, Van Johnson persuaded all the American League owners to prohibit prohibit boxing at their parks. If you can believe that, of course, boxing at the time was probably uh, maybe the number one spectator sport in uh, in the U.S. today. Elsewhere on this date, 1932, Jimmy Fox wins the AL MVP, and Chuck Klein over in the National League likewise wins the MVP award. Of course, Jimmy Fox. Uh, Tom Hanks supposedly played his character in A League of Their Own. Meanwhile, in 1933, the Berlin Olympic Committee voted to introduce basketball in 1936, and the U.S. beat Canada in, in that initial gold medal game. They played it outside in the dirt, and I think there was a rainstorm. They played the mud. I think it was, the score was like 19-11, the final score for the U.S. to win their original and initial gold medal in basketball. Also in this date, 1943, New York Yankees second baseman Joe Gordon announced his retirement. I think the Yankees traded him. He won the MVP award the year before, and I think he got upset they traded him. I think he ended up playing his last few years with uh, the Cleveland Indians, now Guardians. Also in this date, 1949, the, uh, the A's, the Philadelphia A's, trade their second baseman, Nellie Fox, to the White Sox. For Joe Tipton, of course, Nellie Fox, along with Louis Aparicio and the Go-Go Sox, ended up playing in the World Series in 1959 against the Dodgers out in Los Angeles. Also in 1966, Bobby Orr makes his National Hockey League a regular season debut for the Bruins against the Detroit Red Wings. And, Jeff, you know hockey a lot better than I ever would. Bobby Orr, Wayne Gretzky, who do you think was the all-time great? Well, Orr could play defense, and I'm not saying Wayne didn't play defense, uh, but uh, both prolific scorers. Uh, Bobby Orr played his final, I don't know if it was final season, uh, but with, he played in Chicago, and there was some hope that he could bring back some of that magic. But, you know, w- Wayne was the greatest yeah, at this point. I'm hoping a kid named Connor Bedard becomes the greatest of all time. Of course, Orr had uh, health issues, he too. He did, yeah. Uh, which caused him to retire early, too, if my memory serves me correctly. Anyway, also in this date, 1981, the Dodgers beat the Expos for the National League pennant. Of course, the Dodgers going to <laughs> beat the Yankees, I think, for a second time, a third time in the World Series. Of course, they beat them in 55 and 63 and again in 81. Also in this date, 1987, Woody Woodward resigns as the Yankees GM and Lou Pinella is named the general manager. And Billy Martin is named the Yankee manager the fifth and final time in that uh, year. Also in this date, 1991, the longest NCAA football game at this particular time 
three hours and 52 minutes as Rhode Island beats Maine 52 to uh, 50 in six overtimes. Of course, the current uh, longest game ever is Illinois, the Fighting Illini over Penn State uh, in nine overtime matches. And, of course, LSU and Texas A&M went at it for seven overtime. Kind of changed overtime, too. Yeah, and they did. They made them go for two points after the uh, third overtime. You just go for two points, not placing the ball at 25. Elsewhere in this date, 1996, the Braves beat the Yankees uh, by uh, recording a tying 11 runs in a 12-1 to World Series uh, win. Also, uh, a lot of baseball here at this time in the 99 NL Championship. Uh, Atlanta beats the Mets four games to two. In 2005, the Astros beat the Cardinals four games to two. The Astros play in their initial World Series get beat, though, by the uh, Chicago White Sox. I think they beat them four games to nothing that year. Elsewhere in 2006, the Cardinals beat the Mets 4-3 to three to advance to uh, the World Series where they beat the Tigers four games to one. Also in 2008 in the AL Championship, the Red Sox uh, uh, win that uh, four games to three. Also in 2013, the Red Sox beat the Tigers four games to two. And, of course, uh, the Red Sox go ahead and beat the Cardinals in 2013 for the World Series. In 2022, the Philadelphia Phillies right-hander Aaron Nola faces his brother, San Diego Padres catcher Austin Nola, in the first Major League playoff sibling pitcher battle battle pitcher batter battle as Austin goes one for two with a rally starting an RBI and an eight to five win over at Petco Park in San Diego. Birthdays today, one of the all-time great birthday uh, uh, nicknames, Mordecai Three Finger Brown, who was a Hall of Fame pitcher, World Series pitcher with the Cubs back in the day, uh, ERA leader. Uh, He had uh, three fingers on his hand, and he just had a way to throw a breaking pitch, a curveball back in the day because of his three fingers. Uh, Three Finger Brown, Mordecai Three Finger Brown, uh, passed away way back in 1948, though. Great name in baseball. Also born on this day in 1962, uh, heavyweight champ Evander Holyfield, uh, boxer, Olympic bronze in 88, and world champion from 90 to 92, born in Atmore, Alabama. Also born in this day, former Saints offensive lineman, born in 1963, Jim Dombrowski, an NFL guard with the uh, New Orleans Saints back in uh, the Jim Mora days. Also passing away, deaths on this day, uh, uh, just a tremendous collegiate football player a lot of you don't remember him but uh, I do remember him the name coming up all the time Charlie Trippy uh, who was an All-American uh, halfback at Georgia back in the 40s uh, played in the National Football League for many years he was a first team all-pro a pro bowler uh, he won uh, some championships uh with uh, the Cardinals, he dies at 100 years of age last year. So, Charlie Trippy. Anyway, the quote of the day, John F. Kennedy, I'm going to go back to, and uh, I guess we can all relate to this. He stated back in this time uh, in the day, back in this 1960, I believe, he said, no presidential campaign can seriously begin until after the World Series. John F. Kennedy making that comment for the quote of the day. And if, Jeff, if, if only he would have learned, uh, lived long <laughs> enough to see the three-year uh, presidential right. campaigns now. That's right. And uh, I remember him meeting Stan Musial, and he says, I, they tell me I'm too young to be president, you're too old to be playing baseball. <laughs> anyway, uh, John F. Kennedy, uh, uh, this quote of the day. Anyway, Jeff, back to you here on a big Thursday, October the 19th. JPG, by the way, uh, in Lafayette. Uh, oh, really? On the uh, far east side of town, just about uh, 
uh, out of town. Um, Heading uh, towards Brobridge. Yeah. Exactly, uh, not too far from Lake Martin Road, where it connects to Carmel Avenue. Yeah, that's out there where Father Turlings is. Yeah, in okay. that neighborhood. Not, not sure where they may play their games, but we'll talk about that. Hopefully, if that's the matchup between uh, Katiana Christian and JPG next week, we'll uh, check in uh, again with Coach Carol Lovier. In the meantime, thanks to he as well as Josh Learman, uh, head coach at Nish, for joining us today. And don't forget tomorrow, an abridged version of Bayou Sports after the Cane Fishing and Hunting Show. We'll uh, kick off this show at about 745 Cane Fishing and Hunting Show at about 7.10. In the meantime, thanks to our sponsors, the Schwing Insurance Agency, Cane Row Golf and Turf Club, Hedekin Pain Center, L.A. Classic Roofing, and now State Representative-Elect in District 49, Jacob Landry. 